blessing. So God blesses us so we can bless others. And so for us, that's been a, a journey <laughs> of yeah. learning. Uh, I, we were talking a little bit earlier and just mentioned how we sort of are recovering from the prosperity gospel because we definitely are not the kind of people that subscribe to that. However, we do believe that God has permissioned us to get wealth. And that wealth is not only for us and our children and our children's children, but it's actually for the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we want to be those kind of people. And if we had some Christians that would be that way, I mean, what could we do in this world? Welcome to another episode on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Dumay, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Fueled by Gratitude has the pleasure of interviewing and having raw, authentic conversations with amazing guest speakers who are entrepreneurs, coaches, business professionals, and everyday amazing human beings. Each individual is here to share their testimonies and principles to living a life in which you're not just surviving, but a life in which you are thriving in. And today I have the pleasure of having pastors, ministers on the podcast, Cole and Ava Phillips. They have been married and in ministry for over 11 years. And today we're going to touch on a topic that seems a little bit like Uh, confusion runs rampant in, which is the whole prosperity gospel message and does God permission us to be wealthy? And not just like a little wealthy, but like super duper wealthy, right? Generational wealth going downstream to all of your children and children's children and children's children. And I just had to ask them to come on because they they are amazing. Their content is amazing. You're gonna have to follow them after this episode. And I... I love doing things God's way. I know that I'm blessed when I am in alignment with God's truths and his promises. So why not have pastors on, right? To share about their ways, of God's ways, and how they were able to build an amazing business and create income and multiple income and build that wealth doing it the God's way. And this is not a prosperity gospel message. So let's that get, let's get that clear. So if you're confused about what that means, you're going to love today's episode. So enjoy today's episode with Cole and Ava Phillips. All right, welcome to another episode on the Field by Gratitude podcast. I have the honor of having Ava and Cole Phillips on today to have a really raw, authentic conversation about an area of life that is almost been taboo um, to talk about, and that is health and wealth God's way. And what does God really say about living a healthy life, even in your money and your finances and physical, because we, our bodies are the temple. So Ava and Cole, they are pastors. So this is my first time having pastors on the podcast. Uh, I might be a little intimidated by having some pastors on here, but they're also entrepreneurs and business coaches and mentors. They have built amazing wealth for, for themselves and they've done it God's way. And they have been blessed because of it, because God does have instructions on how to live godly and they do an amazing job on showing how they do that and keeping us all in check right i always say check yourself before you wreck yourself and i think they have discovered a way how to not wreck their lives and building and and not building wealth the world's way but god's way so i'm really excited to have them on right now i'm going to go ahead and say come on in say hi to my audience um and let's let's get this authentic conversation going 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for having us. We are super honored that you reached out and we're grateful for our connection. Of course, we connected via TikTok. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. I used to think TikTok was like, you know, teenage girls dancing and, you know, all the things that we all thought, all the preconceived ideas until I got on and realized an incredible platform that it is. And so, I'm super grateful that our paths were able to cross and, you know, you produce some really amazing content and your story is incredible. So we're grateful that we've been able to connect with you and yeah, we're just, we're super pumped to, to be here today. Yes. I, I really, I was drawn to you guys. And like you said, TikTok, and I look for people who are talking about things in, in a way that is getting more clarity on is it taboo to, you know, and I don't even know if I need to use the word taboo, like, but is it okay to build generational wealth? Like, is it okay to have a desire to build wealth? Especially if you come from, you know, if you come from like middle-class to low-class or you grew up in poverty or you grew up poor, um, you know, there's this idea that like, in order to be godly, you have to be, you know, almost like living without much. Yeah, the poorer you are, the more godly you are. Yeah. 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 And I like that you said that. Um, that the Proverbs 13 says that it's a good person that leaves an inheritance for their children and their children's children. And we just believe that God permissions us to be wealthy, to have money. Uh, what, how else can the gospel get to the world than we pay to get it there through missionaries, through, through distributing Bibles, through feeding the hungry, through clothing, clothing the naked? Uh, it's hard to help the world when you don't have anything to help them with outside of just simply good news. Good news needs to have missionaries to take the good news, and we have to pay for that. So we really believe that God stores up the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just for us. The Abrahamic covenant is blessed to be a blessing. So God blesses us so we can bless others. And so for us, that's been a, a journey <laughs> of yeah. learning. Uh, i we were talking a little bit earlier and just mentioned how we sort of are recovering from the prosperity gospel because we definitely are not the kind of people that subscribe to that. However, we do believe that God has permissioned us to get wealth, and that wealth is not only for us and our children and our children's children, but it's actually for the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we want to be those kind of people. And if we had some Christians that would be that way, I mean, what could we do in this world? Right. And I love that. I forgot to mention, so for those of you who are listening, this is not about prosperity gospel. And Cole makes that very clear throughout his videos. He's not for prosperity gospel. And I think there's a fine line. I think that the world or even Christians don't understand like, well, what are you saying then? If we are allowed to build wealth, if we're allowed to, um, you know, break out of that poverty mindset and become prosperous as God has promised us, what is the difference between a prosperity gospel? Because that's not what we're here to do. That is not what you guys do as pastors. You're not prosperity gospel preachers, but you do believe in living a life where you're not in bondage to financial bondages, right? And to, to break out of poverty and to be able to be, build wealth. So how does that look like? How, what is the difference between what someone would preach as a prosperity gospel and what you would say living a godly way and living within God's promises of prosperity. Let's clear, let's clear that up. Cause I think that's a really, you know, really delicate, you know, it's, it's in the lines, right. It's in between the lines. Where do we, where are we becoming too much of the world 
or and how are we making sure that we're in alignment with God's word? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the enemy's tactic in all things is to take godly things and distort them and pervert them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, he does that through, let's say, music. He does that through family. He does that through marriage and relationship. He takes something that was godly. He twists it just enough to make it almost still seem godly, but we know then it's very much carnal. Um, for I, I grew up in the church, and so I have been around uh, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s when the prosperity gospel was a huge thing. Um, the thing about the prosperity gospel is it's self-centered. It's about me getting mine. You <laughs> check, get your blessing. Yeah, let me get my blessing, my checks in me the mail, my supernatural breakthrough. Uh, and, and, and I want it so because I need that new car. I need that bigger house. I need to go on that bigger vacation. I need those fancy bling and clothes, right? And, and, and while there's nothing wrong with having material things at all, that was the purpose of the prosperity gospel. I come into a service and let me give a really big check this week, empty my bank account. Uh, and if I do that, God's going to give me a bigger check next week so I can go spend it on whatever I want. If that, I scratch God's back, he'll yeah, scratch mine. That really yeah. is the principle and, and, and thought behind the prosperity mm-hmm. gospel. But the reality is, is that God has called us to be able to be blessed. But we have to do that through godly principles and a pure heart. God's all about the heart. The heart of the man is really where where God works. And, and he knows the pure heart versus the self-centered heart. Mm-hmm. The enemy would say, hey, you need yours. So Jesus wants you to have everything and all this stuff. And let me let me just help you figure out how to get it. And you get it through a way that is the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We believe that wealth comes through. If you if you read this, the, the, the story of Israel coming from Egypt, moving into the promised land, we know that was a journey over the course of multiple decades. Israel was trapped in Egypt. Uh, they were in Egypt. They never had quite enough living by someone else. Onions and leeks was their daily food. Uh, they had to work, 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 and never have quite enough. Well, God wanted to deliver them from that, so he sent a deliverer named Moses. Moses helped uh, get them from Egypt out into the wilderness. That was step one. In the wilderness, they had to live by the uh, the provision of God daily, what we'd say daily bread. Manna fell from heaven. Moses would hit a rock, and water would flood out of it. Uh, tomorrow, the manna went bad from today, and I got another batch of manna coming in, and that would could dry up. So every single day we had to believe God just for, for enough to survive. However, we weren't living by somebody else. We were living by truly the hand of God. But God's plan wasn't to stay in the wilderness. His plan for Israel was to take them into the land that was flowing with milk and honey to where they would plant crops and the land would yield a return, a harvest to where they would put the work in. But where, when they put the work in, it was fertile ground. It was really great soil. A lot of result, a lot of harvest comes out of that. That was the hand of where that was the land that was more than enough. I lived in abundance. They lived in wealth in the promised land, but wealth came with work. See, work is good. <laughs> work is actually godly. And so for us, we believe the difference in the prosperity gospel is let me just figure out a way to do very little work and get a lot of return. Mm-hmm. And that comes for me. But the opposite of that is God's called us to have wealth. We put in the work. We put in the energy. God blesses the work of our hands. He causes our harvest to be large off of our work. But with that, we do the work of the kingdom. We bless other people. And uh, and our pastor used to say all the time, water flows through the pipes. The pipes get wet. Basically, the bottom line is, is what we believe is that we are blessed to be a blessing. We're to bless others. But we get to live in the overflow of that blessing. God says, because we can tr- I can trust you to be a blessing to others, I let your life 
you might be able to have some nice cars and a nice house and a nice vacation and a comfortable life. As long as the purpose of your life is to bless others. And we have to be able to purify our own hearts to see our hearts purified in that. God, we do this for you. At the end of the day, this is about you. We want to live in abundance, but our abundance is for you. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you can trust me. And it's faithful with little. We are made rulers over much. Whenever we're tithing at $1,000 a month, you can be you can you can rest assured God will trust you to tithe at a hundred thousand a month. Uh, if I can't tithe at a thousand a month, I'm struggling at a thousand, right? Right, right. Yeah, no, and it's about I know for me I've learned that you also have to be a good steward of what you already have, right? And how you are spending your money even when you only earn ten thousand dollars a year is a reflection of how you're gonna spend your money at a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand and and all of that. And it, it, I love that you brought up the heart earlier too, because I believe that everything is always an overflow of our heart. Like where our heart is, is how our life will be expressed and how our life looks. Like it's a reflection of what's truly in the heart. And I, I think that like, even, you know, people know that like money doesn't make you happy. Right. And there's like, if money was just about seeking happiness or like if, if building wealth was about living a happy life, because I truly believe obviously God wants us to have joy and peace and joy and peace obviously is happiness, but it's not about the money because if it was about the money, then everyone who had a lot of money would be having joy and peace and, you know, through happiness. But we know that's not the case. We know that celebrities commit suicide. People with a lot of money have depression, their marital, you know, their marriages constantly fail their family life is in failure um so it's building wealth with the right heart is the key so i always say like go inwards first check your heart and then build wealth from that place versus trying to build wealth and then figuring out if you're going to feel good or if you're doing it god's way and so I, I have a couple more questions for you because i definitely think that there's still like for people who may now may listen to this and be like, okay, awesome. You're giving me the thumbs up. You're giving me the A-okay to go and build wealth, right? It's okay. I, I used to think that chasing money was, you know, a bad thing. Like, how do we provide that clarity of how they now, how do they tune into their heart? How do they now overcome maybe some belief systems that weren't so healthy, but also go in, in that manner of like building wealth God's way. What, like, how could we help, like help guide someone to begin that process? And sure. what things you did to maybe clear up some of those blocks and limitations, um, and then know that you're stepping into building this wealth the right way. And that you're not, you're not going to experience some havoc and chaos because, you know, like, I believe in God, God, God is leading you. You avoid a lot of, yeah, you're going to learn some lessons. You're going to learn some things. But um, like, I always know that when I'm doing something and God's in it, like I feel that I feel God's presence in it. I feel his spirit in it. Um, like, you know, I'm doing a retreat this year, my first ever women's retreat. And besides a couple little hiccups, I know that God's hands and hands has been on it because I've been receiving all these blessings. Like people have been coming to me, give gifting us. Like we want to provide this for you. We, and I'm just like, is this really happening? It's almost come like, I'm not saying I'm not working, but it's like, I love how Cole said, you're going to work for it, but mm -hmm. God's going to 
but it almost seems like I'm working without like this grinding, like it's coming, like people are coming to me. These people are wanting to bless us and wanting to bless the event. I haven't had to even ask for a sponsor. They've come to me and I'm like, it just like, I feel in on it because like I'm working. Yes. I'm creating, doing all of this stuff. I'm, you know, working, but then like all of the things that I need are just like flowing in. And that's how I feel that like, that that is God's way. You know, it's almost like I'm not begging people. I'm not asking. I'm not sending 15 million emails to like get sponsors to provide things. It's like all these people are these servant people, these servant hearted people are coming to bless this event. And I think that's how it also looks in us building businesses, in us building um, whatever it is. It's like, yes, you're working, but it's almost like, you know, you're being blessed when it comes without almost like, I don't want to say like without effort, but it's like almost without like, does that make sense? Strive for it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a grace. There is an absolute grace. You know, that when God blows his breath on something that it comes with so much grace. And so, yes, we do our job. We put in the work, we do the effort. And I believe that when we do our part, you know, God meets us. And so one of my favorite Bible verses is third John one, two. And it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Mm. So all three, this addresses your soul. This addresses your health. And this addresses you being able to prosper and live in abundance. And so I believe that the fruit that you're seeing in your business and in, you know, this retreat that you're having for women is there's a prosperity that's happening and it's not the prosperity gospel. You didn't just blab it and grab it, but you put in the work, Mm -hmm. right. And you're beginning to see the results of the blessing of God. And so, yeah, God had, God has great joy in his kids walking in the grace and measure he has for them. See, there's a, there's a grace measure on every one of our lives. Uh, a destiny, a purpose. We, we've taught that for years. We've heard that for, for a long time. But the problem is, is whenever we try to get outside of our grace, mm-hmm. we walk outside of God's grace. That's right. God's graced us for something. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things, it's, it's such a similar story to you, our experiences. One of the things that uh, people ask us so often, we, we, we're, we're pastors at a really large church in Oklahoma City, and we have a lot of business people in the church. And, uh, and we're full-time functioning in ministry. Uh, that's not with a paycheck connected, but uh, because our businesses have provided for us, we're full-time functioning in ministry. We're sitting in the church right now, <laughs> about to go out there and set up for Sunday, um, running three businesses with 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 a dozen employees, um, in addition to being at home every day at five o'clock, hanging out with our kids at football practice or cheerleading practice or in the backyard, just cooking and grilling out. And people's like, how do you do this? Because the, the world teaches that the hustle Mm-hmm. is to put in the 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks, like work yourself to the bone, get money any way you can get it uh, because that money, that money is all you need or that success or whatever, however you quantify uh, what success is to you. And in that, we feel like people lose their minds. They lose their marriages. They lose their kids. Uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his own soul? What does it profit me if I, if I, if I get all these bank accounts stacked up and all this influence and I'm TikTok famous or just fill in the blank, yet my kids don't even know me. 
because I'm not, I'm so disengaged from their life or my wife doesn't know me. And I feel like one of the biggest things that is asked to us is how do you do all this? And the only answer I have, I, I, I wish I could give one, two, three. I, I can't give three steps because the only answer I can give is I'm walking inside God's grace. About four years ago, we found a grace on our life. It was like, it was like all these years of trying to figure out what to do, striving, struggling, trying to find success here, there, working around the clock. Both of us were that way. We, we hit a rock bottom moment to where we said, God, what is it you have for us? What's our grace? And he started with that gently walking us. He leads us beside still waters. He leads us by peace. Still waters signify peace. His promise is that he leads us through peace. We started peacefully walking into the grace God had for us. Mm -hmm. And it was an invitation that God leads. He doesn't drive. He walks gently and you follow. He doesn't shove you and push you, nor can you shove or push God. Mm -hmm. It has to be like a gentle walk. And we watched like business start coming to us. That made no sense. Why am I getting this? We're less experienced. We're less, we're less qualified. We're probably smaller, but we got that. Or we made this sale or we got this opportunity in ministry. But it never came through striving. It came through, we worked, we, we, we educated ourselves. We right. went got up at eight in the morning, or, you know, got to the office at eight in the morning and left at five in the afternoon. We did those things, but we did those things sort of like sitting back saying, God, this isn't me. This is you. So I am your hands and feet in this situation, but that's it. This yeah. is your business. This is your ministry. This is your uh, family mm-hmm. that you've given me to steward what you yeah. said a few minutes ago. So I'm just going to simply steward what you've invited me into. So I feel like even for you, I mean, that great to speak of that story is to say you have Mm -hmm. found a grace. The testimony of the grace that's on you. And, you know, the word says if there's anything that I could say, like, you know, there's no one, two, three step, but just some principles that we've learned along the way is the word says he who is faithful with little, I will give more. And so my question to anybody that's listening is, are you being faithful with the little that God has given you? And so for me, I grew up, I did not come from a family with money at all. And so there was a lot of things that, you know, I didn't get, I had parents that loved me, but we couldn't afford anything. You know, we can't afford that was like the, you know, the, the normal language. And so I remember, you know, graduating high school, moving to Oklahoma city, doing an internship, And I lived off of, for the whole month, I had $135 to live off of. And this included my groceries. This included, you know, any, any of my books that we had to get, because we had to, you know, purchase books for the courses that we were in, any type of entertainment, anything and everything. I had $135 to cover it a month, a month, (laughs) but I made sure I made sure no matter what, it wasn't out of legalism. It wasn't out of obligation. It was out of the principles of giving. And I made sure, so 10% of that, of that $135 would have been $13.15. But I rounded up to $15. And let me tell you something, that extra $1.50 felt like a huge sacrifice. But I was like, God, I'm trusting you. This is my little. It was like the widow with the mic. I'm like, Lord, I'm trusting you with this. And I'm going to believe you that you're going to take care of me. And so God doesn't need our money. God didn't need my $15 a month. But I believe in the principles of the word that when you give, the thing about giving is that there are laws of God that are in motion that regardless of whether you believe in the kingdom principles or not, it's still real. You look at Oprah, for example, I don't believe Oprah is a Jesus loving woman. Okay. One of the things that Oprah knows is that Oprah's a giver. 
And I can let name a whole lot of other people that are very successful. They give because the principles of the kingdom, whether we want to recognize them or not, still apply. Right. And so, you know, I think, you know, just trusting, being faithful in the little and trusting that God, I'm going to give you this $15 and I'm going to believe that one day I'm going to, this $15 is going to turn into 150 and then 1500 and then 15,000 and so on and so forth. And so, yeah. And, and this, another thing we would say there, cause we're getting a little practical is we, the scripture in Deuteronomy, I'm pulling it up right here. Um, 28, eight says the Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. Uh, God wants to bless us, but it is possible that oftentimes we don't give him the barns to fill up. He'll fill our barns, but what barn have we given him to fill up? How does that look practically? Where are we taking faith steps that we take the step into that before we know it's going to work or see the success? Your retreat. You planned it. You took the faith step for it. You were willing to make the risk and post it online and look crazy, right? You, you were willing to do that. And then God takes that barn you built for him. It's very easy. And he says, all right, well, now I'm going to dump a bunch of seed in it. I'm going to dump a bunch of grain and I'm going to fill that barn up. And so for all those that's listening today, uh, if we're stewarding properly, the next thing we have to do is take that step before that step even makes sense or, or we know that it's going to succeed. We've got to give God a barn to fill. Mm -hmm. If we don't give him a barn to fill, then we just keep living in the everyday. If, 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 if I'm working a nine to five and I'm making $10 an hour and that's not enough for me, well, God can give us a raise, but it could be that God's saying, hey, take a step, take a risk, maybe start a side hustle, maybe start a business in the evenings, maybe maybe look for a bigger job or go back to school to get, an ed to get, to get a degree. Give me something to work with you. You give me something to work with and I will overflow it, but I got to have something to work with. So we really get challenged as well in that area mm -hmm. of how to build God a barn to build. Yeah. We build them a lot of barns. We got yeah. like 20 barns. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So how did you, how long, like, was that always something that you knew you would do or did you grow into that? Like, did you get, did God plant a seed in you at one point? Like, how did you go from were you, did you start as pastors and then build your multiple businesses or did you already have businesses going and then you pastored? Like, how does, how does, how did that look? Yeah. So it's really funny. So I, so personally, like I said, for me, I didn't grow up with a lot of money, but I always knew, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's this feeling deep down in your gut that, you know, there's more and you know that for you and you know that God has a lot in store for your life. So I have that knowing that there's more, I just got to figure out how to get that right and so for him we laugh because he's definitely ready fire aim and he i would say out of the two of us he's definitely the risk taker he's wired that way i'm a very careful risk taker uh he's just like let's just go for it and so i feel like we're a good balance but for him it's funny we laugh about this his very first side hustle was when he was a kid at camp and the camp they had a canteen where you could buy snacks, Butterfingers, Skittles, and the canteen closed in the evenings. And so what Mr. Phillips would do over here is he would go to the canteen and he would stock up on candy and he would like quadruple the price of the candy bars. And so he would, you know, get a whole bunch of profit. And so he'd come home from camp stacked with cash. I was, a, I was a worker in those days and you only made like 15 bucks a week, but they gave you four tickets a day to get out of the canteen. So I'd use my four tickets on day one, wait till the canteen closed at night and then open up shop in the dorms and sell that. Well, then the next day I had money, I'd go buy, buy and use my next four tickets 
plus the money I made last night and have a bigger stock. And I would be getting paid 15 bucks to go to camp, but I'd leave with 150, 200 bucks in my pocket. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that that's, I wanted, that was easy, right? Math works. So, um, so then it, so then it rolled into a car business. I yeah. think, you know, yeah, uh, we can go into yeah. detail on stories, but, uh, I joined an internship with our, mm-hmm. with our pastor and, I had to pay for my every day. I knew ministry was my heart's call. I knew that's what I wanted to be in every day. And I didn't want to go get a job. I was working at Lowe's at the time. I didn't want to up my hours to 40 a week because they'd take me from ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I figured out how to flip cars on the side. And first one made like $400 profit. My dad helped me with that. So there's a, lo- a lot to that story mm-hmm. uh, that turned into the next 15 years of my life. That was my side hustle was flipping cars. Um, the thing about that is that God, it was a barn situation. God, God filled the barn I provided. Until I trapped myself, 2016, 2017, I realized the car flipping thing had become, number one, too small for me. uh, And number two, it had become somewhat of an idol. Um, I could do that without God at that point. Um, I got so good at it. And God was like, fine, I can dry this up just as well as I poured my breath, blew my breath on it. And he did. 2016, 17, I couldn't sell a car to save my life. Moving into 2018. 2018, we had got to the lowest point financially. I don't do well if I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Stress-wise, I, I, I'm a provider for my family. And if I feel like my family can end up on the street or they're not going to have the food they need or the clothing they need, that bothers me as a man. And I grew up without money, so it didn't bother sure. me. I'm like, I've been poor before, baby. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> um, so 2018, we hit rock bottom, yeah. like rock bottom. And, and God dropped drew. The, the car business dried up completely. Yeah, Didn't have, it did. couldn't sell a car to save my life. Um, and I realized God started speaking to me about, I actually want you to start a business, not, not a side hustle, not this little thing on the side. I want you to start a business because he spoke to me very clearly that you understand ministry. I want you to figure out how to bridge ministry and business, pastor business people, but you can't pastor people you don't understand. Uh, and you can't speak kingdom business principles that you've never lived. So he started teaching me how to live by kingdom business principles. This was only in 2018. Uh, as broke as we'd ever been. When I'm saying broke, we're under $300 to our name. Yeah. I mean, to our name yeah. after after uh, we paid our bills. And, and I know that some people don't even have that. But for us, that was the lowest I'd ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and you fast forward to today. Um, we launched a business in 2018 that became a construction business that does a ton of uh, well into uh, multiple seven figures a month. I mean, a year. We launched a mattress uh, business. We have now a flip house, pro- flip property business that we just flip houses in. And then we also have RV and vehicle rentals through some websites. That would be more of the side hustle that we still have. The other ones are actual businesses. Um, you know, and our net worth has grown to uh, well over a million dollars. And that's just in short, four short years, right? Well, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to say, God, when you live by his principles and are willing to learn his principles, he just breathes on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm still an ordained pastor. We, that's still our primary focus. King, the kingdom of God is our number one and it always will be. We won't walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we just believe that that God's called us to live in both mm-hmm. uh, king, both in ministry and in business. So that's sort of our story on how we yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I not- love with ministry either. Let's just say that we don't believe that ministry equals working for a church. Right. It's just, that's our ministry that we feel like is part of our responsibility as stewards. So yeah. just to clarify there. And of course, someone would have to do the clarity. I think that we're all ca- called to serve and yeah. capacity our church, um, j- our 
message last Sunday was just that any role, it doesn't matter whether you're the pastor or the person stacking the chairs, like, you know, every role plays a part, right? And I think that some of us are called to serve in our communities, serve to whether it is ministry. I know that in general, I've always had um, a desire. I don't know if maybe it's because I grew up in the church or not, but I've always served in some level, in some capacity. And even right now, I'm not in ministry. I used to be in youth group ministry for t 10 plus years, um, but now I'm a life coach. And I feel that that is my, I'm a source of transformation for people's lives through my testimony. So yeah, so that could look however. And I definitely believe that part of stewarding what gives, what God gives to us is about giving like we receive so we can give. Um, one thing that I write down every day when I journal is I give and receive abundantly because it's, I don't just receive abundantly, but I give and receive because it's the, the, the cycle. Um, mm -hmm. And as you know, my life brand, my lifestyle brand is called Fueled by Gratitude. This is the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. And I believe that gratitude stems from the heart. I also believe that there's a thing called toxic gratitude, which I actually had an episode on where toxic gratitude is the idea that you should just be grateful and you're comparing why you should be grateful. Like, well, you know, I'm going to be grateful because there's like, you know, that person, you know, has it way worse than me. It's not about comparing or just giving gratitude to someone to receive. Like there's a, there's a check your heart moment and um, a gratitude is, is that grace that you're talking about. And, the heart, the overflow of the heart. And so most people don't know this, but I do have a book and it's the first part of three book series. And my second book, just so you guys know, because you guys, I felt like we touched on this, is called Grit, Grace, and Gratitude. And the grit is the work. The grace is everything you just said. And then gratitude, um, because I believe if you can't be grateful for what you have right now, which means being a steward of what you have right now, being grateful for what it, what you have right now, God will not bless you. Like you can't receive more if you can't be in gratitude for what you have. So I feel like that was your whole, like this was the whole entire podcast. It's just the, the work. Yes. Like create the barn, creating the space, the work, then having the, you know, receiving God's grace and then just blessing, like being in gratitude, worship, I believe gratitude is is a position of worship. You know, the hands up. It's like I call it the antenna. Um, the worshiping and being in in that overflow of the heart of receiving. So I know that we could literally spend hours right on this topic, and I feel like we probably scratched the surface. But with that said, I'm going to encourage everybody who's listening to go find you guys on TikTok because you guys create amazing value. And I'm sure you share that value on Instagram and Facebook as well. So I will be linking your platform links in the show notes, but how else can people connect with you? If they're like just intrigued right now, they're like, I would love to build wealth. You know, I would love to now stop, step forward into that, but I want it to be God's way. I want to know like that this is not an ego thing or it's a worldly thing, but maybe they do like Ava was saying, like, maybe they do have, they feel it that they're called for more. They're meant for more. They're meant to come out of the struggle to come out of, you know, not having, and how do they tr truly step into, to, you know, becoming that version of God, that true authentic version that God created them to be and not have limits, 
Like, what do you, what, how, how would you say, yes, plug them into what I'm wondering, I want them plugging into you. Do you have anything else that you have um, mentoring programs, anything like that? I'm actually, I want to sign up for some of your mentoring programs myself, um, but how else can people, you know, what do you recommend, whether it's something you offer or any final, final words of sure. encouragement, ways that they can plug in to really dive into a healthy, you know, version of building wealth God's way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, just thank you for your, for your kind words to us. It truly means a lot. And, um, you're just an incredible woman and, you know, it's just a pleasure, uh, chatting with you. And, um, but as far as, uh, content for us, where people can find us, you know, I had a mentor tell me a long time ago, look at somebody's life that you want to be like, if, if you see somebody and you say, Hey, they have a marriage that I want mine to look like, or they have this that I want to look like, then pursue those people. And so if, you know, if there's anybody that, you know, here's our story and says, Hey, we want to learn more. You'd mentioned it. We're on, you know, all the social platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and it's at healthy hustle life. Uh, we actually have a website. It's currently under construction being revamped, but our website is healthy hustle.life. In the meantime, uh, I'll be happy to give out my email address for people that want to learn more um, about our uh, business uh, coaching programs. And my email is eva at phillipsokc.com. And they can just email me directly and I can get them funneled in. Also, okay. we have links all of our uh, yeah. platforms. You can go there, join our email list. Uh, we do have one-on-one -on -one business coaching that's available through various different um, means. And we also are rolling out over the next two to three months a group coaching kind of uh, platform for people that want to maybe just get started in business, need to learn the beginning steps, mm -hmm. probably aren't ready for the full on coaching yet, Yeah. Uh, but just maybe want some tips and tricks to get it rolling. Cause there's some things that if I could go back and do over, I uh, definitely would have, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can, you can learn, uh, you can learn through your own pain or somebody else's pain. Yeah. I learned through my pain on a lot of those things. Right. So I'm willing to share that pain so other people can avoid it and they can learn through our pain mm -hmm. on some of the ways we lost money because we just yeah. didn't do things right in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but God's been faithful. He's mm -hmm. been, he's been good to us. So awesome. All right. So lots of things to look forward to. I will have all these links in the show notes. Thank you so much for giving your time and sharing so much value. And thank you for being amazing stewards of, um, and examples uh, for people to be inspired and encouraged by what you've created. I know you've inspired me. Super grateful for you. And again, I hope maybe to have you back on for another episode on building wealth God's way. And I know we didn't really touch on health, but I it's health and wealth. It's all combined. We're stewards of our bodies as well. So maybe we'll do, like I said, an episode two on this. I'm yes. just really grateful. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to. Just let us know anytime. We're happy to chat anytime. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fueled by Gratitude. It is my honor and pleasure to give you a weekly dose of some positivity, uplifting words, and some mindset and lifestyle principles that you can use to transform into your best version. If you loved what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends and make sure to check out my woman mindset group called Mad Women. Link in the comments in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time on another episode.